The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Back to the Starry Night Theater podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm your other host, DJ. And this episode is sponsored by JDS Electrical Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716 523 2711 for all your electrical needs. Shout out, JDS. Thanks for sponsoring us Thank and you. thanks for all your work at the theater. Yeah. It's great stuff going on down there. Um, who do we have here? We have two special guests on the podcast. You guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Catherine Marciano. Formerly known as Catherine Quadrini. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I'm going to correct you on that. <laughs> as of about seven years ago, something like that. Um, and this is my second time on the pod, returning with one of my longest, bestest friendships right here. So I'm going to oh, pass it you. over to you. Oh. <laughs> 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 that too. I have known you since you were born. So yeah. <laughs> I'm the other longest, bestest friend. Uh, Dan Zerpa here. And... I'm so happy to be sitting next to Kat and across from our two fine hosts. And this is my first time on The Pod, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> the eye roll I just made. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for being here. We've got a lot to talk about today. We'll, we'll probably start with Treasure and then go on to Dan, how you started and all that. But before we even think about any of that, we've got to get into beef. And um, I, uh, I got a message uh, from a, a a pod listener, I won't I won't reveal who who this person is, but um, it was a heartwarming uh, message that I got at two in the morning. That two said, in the morning, wow! Yeah. I do think you told me who this is from. So <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 I got it. <laughs> so um, the message was, I do not like the beef segment. I couldn't care less about your opinion. <laughs> And you should stick to theater. Mm. And I don't even disagree with it. <laughs> it's just the fact that it came at two in the morning, and uh, I was I was a little caught off guard by it. But um, it's not wrong. It's two not wrong. Two. Two in the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> I hope they were stewing on it for at least 24 hours. Yeah. Like, I think what? longer than that. I think longer I, than that. I need to take action here. Since I the can't first s- beef episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when we have like 30 minute beefs, we've had, I agree. We have had long beefs, but you know what? I, I get it. But I also, I really love the beef segment. We also have like two hour episodes just on <laughs> yeah. theater. Yeah. So I, have a, I have a suggestion for this, but I'm going to wait till like it gets to my beef turn to okay. share okay. it. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? Sure, yeah. <laughs> right here. Um, so I have been thinking about this since, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about that we were going to be on today. And, um, 
you know, you're going to, you might hate or love this DJ, I'm not sure, but I was like, I don't think I can bring beef because I, it's been a really rough six months in, in my life. Um, great things too, but there's been some things, uh, I'll try not to cry cause that's what I do, but, um, there's there, you know, my father-in-law passed away back in September during spiral staircase. Um, my sister had a really traumatic, like near death experience after birth in October. And then last weekend, my grandfather collapsed during his 90th birthday dinner and I thought he was going to die. I mean, Candidly, I'll say if he was going to go during your 90th (laughs) birthday party surrounded by everyone you love, I guess is a good, good but he's doing okay. Um, It's not, I have nothing's on social media or anything, but here I am sharing it on the pod. Um, So, you know, I've been thinking a lot these past couple weeks since that happened just about like how grateful I am for everything in my life and that, you know, that. I'm fortunate to know the people that I lost and and to have been so to be so sad when someone passes is actually like really beautiful because it means that they meant something to you. Um, but I just have been so filled with gratitude the last couple of weeks. So I was thinking maybe we do like a let's balance our beef with a gratitude um, so that, you know, we can do the beef first, get that out of the way and then like share something we're grateful for to counterbalance and like bring that positive energy back into the world. So that was like, I was like, I'm going to bring that to the pod today. So you're going vegetarian. (laughs) Yes. We're going to do beef and then vegan right after. Because cheese. Oh, you're right. And that's a big part of treasure. So we can't, we can't get rid of cheese altogether. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, today I'm going to name what I'm grateful for. I'm going (laughs) to skip the beef because I honestly can't think of anything right now. Um, but I am really grateful that I get to do theater. Like, I really have been thinking about it so much. And just I'm just really, really grateful to be here on the podcast, to have my bestie, Zerpa. We haven't been in a show together in a long time. So I'm just really grateful for that and that I get to do things that I love in my life um, that are super rewarding. And yeah, the last time we were on stage together, you were my prostitute. I was, and lame is, that's right. That was the last time. Jeez, Louise. I abused you. You did. Well, that's a whole other story. Yes, off on and off. (laughs) Um, so that's that's it. Today's my 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 gratitude uh just sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me here and being a part of the theater for a thousand years. (laughs) So that's it. That's it. That's my non beef. I like that. I I've done that. Twice, the most unlikely person on the podcast to do it, <laughs> but um, no, I agree. We could we could get a something we hate and something we're grateful for. But I feel like that it it's like going in the opposite direction of what this person had said because now we're adding more of our opinions and like things that we want. Well, they can about. suck it. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. I I'm just saying getting, it's funny. I love when people say what we should do with the podcast. I'm like. Like, oh, I'm sorry, my podcast isn't tailor-made for you. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. That's, that's like the thing. You could have your opinions because we could have our opinions. Yeah. And they're just like buttholes. Everyone has them. So <laughs> you continue wiping yours, and I'll continue wiping mine when I want to. Yeah, Agreed. I would agree. But but I Love think that. that if we – I think sometimes the hard part about listening to beef is that it can be super funny. Like, you know, DJ, I text DJ all the time and I'm like, your beef is killing me today. Like, I'm laughing so hard. So it can be super funny, but also like 
what we put out into the world comes back. So sometimes it can make you feel like, oh, this is like really depressing me right now. So <laughs> if we can balance it and then get it, get on a good uplift before we get into the meat, the meat <laughs> of the podcast, then I think I think it's oh, no, fine. I, I like yeah. your idea. And that person can skip that part. There's a fast <laughs> yeah, forward a button fa- for a reason. Yes, exactly. And I feel like for the most part, most people enjoy the beef. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are ones that we go on for a while. So, yeah, we can shorten it. It's a 20, 30 minute beef. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, we can shorten it. Like a six ounce steak instead of a. I'm here for the foie gras. Yeah. A nice filet mignon. Okay, you're too fancy for us. I don't need a T bone sometimes. (laughs) I have digestive issues. Yeah, okay. I have too much red meat. That's true. You know, I, I, I sometimes like the petite. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the petite. I don't know. I I enjoy the beef because I feel like it brings us closer together, <laughs> and also I just saying it out loud helps me get over whatever is it's our own bothering form of me. Therapy, yeah, really. yeah. I mean, like it's for us first yeah. of all. That's why. That's why keep the beef in the morning. But keep this the beef. Is also for ourselves, yeah. just as much as it is for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep the beef and just add on some dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, add, add a, little, a little cherry on the top. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my twist today. Okay. I like it. Who wants to go next? I, How you about know, you? I was going to say I've been fighting a cold for the last week. It's been really annoying. And Share your beef. Yeah. Uh, a couple of rehearsals, which is obnoxious for me because I am always about being there every moment that I say I'm going to be there. So when I can't, it annoys me. But that's just like a crumble of beef right there compared to <laughs> keyboard warriors. Because now you brought it up. So, you opened this up right so 2 a.m. keyboard warriors. Find a different hobby. Crochet. My husband will teach you how to crochet. Um, boondoggle. Bring back oh the 90s. God, right? Camping. Right? Bring it back. Do something creative and constructive. It, maybe this does bring you joy, but maybe there's other things that could bring you more positive joy in your life. Try that out. So that's that's my beef, and I'm going to just keep it, uh, just a nice light sear on it right there, and call it my beef right there. Mm. See, that's my problem with the beef segment. Is like you bringing that up, I could go on for forty more minutes about so that. Could I? I mean, so could I. <laughs> yeah, and I enjoy that. There. But um, well, when you sent me, when you texted me about it, I had just woken up in the morning, and so I also was like. Damn, that's that's a downer. <laughs> well, I wasn't mad. Like I was, there's not a part of me that I'm like, no. oh, that really sucks. That hurts to hear. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's your, your opinion. One one I, listener. I care the same that you care about my opinion. So it's like, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh wait, do we back? Do we back Zerpa's beef? Oh, I back. Oh it. yeah, yeah, I back it. Yeah, keyboard warriors, I mean, downer, just, cold flu, just, downer, internet troll, keyboard warrior, whatever you want to call them. Chill out. <laughs> As the kids say, touch grass. <laughs> that's true. What? That's touch grass. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's what the kids say it's, these it's days. It's a saying. It pretty much means get outside and enjoy the nature. Mm. Stop being so in your own feels. Mm. Yeah. So, touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have made this the longest beef episode ever. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah, yeah. Uncut beef. <laughs> just, just beef the whole episode. Leave the fat on this beef. <laughs> yeah. FDA not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my beef is public restrooms, and I don't know why um, our beef always surrounds cars and, like, bathrooms. Yeah. But, I was just thinking that. But um, well, the reason why I have this beef is because when I was at the airport uh, last week, 
they have like the Baltimore airport has lights above each stall so you know when someone's occupying a stall or not. Oh. So it's great. very airplane esque. <laughs> yeah. Like making that fake. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Exactly. It's red when yeah. it's taken and I like that. And green when it's free. And I just wish that all public restrooms could have an indicator of some sort. You know, even with the lock when it's green or red. Yeah. Why can't all public restrooms have an indicator telling you that someone is occupying it or not? Yeah, I love that. And there's nothing worse than when, like, it's there's clearly someone in here and someone is still trying to yes. get in. And you're like, are you going to put your eye up to, like, the crack in the door next? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you want to like, see in here? Sometimes you have to look underneath to oh, see, God, the yeah, feet. see the feet. see the feet. And, like, you're trying to pinch one out and all of a sudden there. <laughs> And, like, that clenches up right there, so yeah. now you have to go through the process again. Right, right, right. I got to loosen up again yeah, all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. that's, that's my cool. Beef. Yeah. Airport bathrooms in general, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course it depends on the airport that you go to. The The new JetBlue terminal at the Orlando airport, because it's new, I mean, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Then you go to Newark. <laughs> or, no, I'm sorry, Dulles in Washington, my goodness, like, it might as well have one of those horror movie flickering lights. Kind of <laughs> oh a different kind of light. It, no, like, yeah, yeah. because literally you're not quite sure whether a poop monster is going to come out of the it, So, to you, Dulles, get your poop together. Literally and figured it out. But, yeah, just airport bathrooms in general yeah. can be rough. Yeah. Also, the Baltimore airport, the bathrooms were so nice, so modern, and then the doors went almost all the way to the floor. So there was just a crack. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I prefer that. I love yes. the privacy. I mean, you give me the full privacy. Yeah. Well, I that's how, the, at the theater, the bathrooms are yeah. like that. Yeah. Very private. Yeah. yeah. Very secure. You know, I feel safe in there. You do. The light turns on when you walk in. Now in the guy's bathroom, yes, the stall has that, but the urinals at least have the partition. I can't stand urinals oh. that don't have. Yeah, that's so oh, yeah. bizarre to me. I don't understand why that's... <laughs> And it cannot be expensive to get a piece of even no. wood yeah. <laughs> or plywood, screw a couple hinges yeah. onto it, and put it between the stalls. Because that's awkward. Oh, yeah. That is awkward to stand next to a guy. Yeah. I mean, either you're hugging up against it or you're like, here it is. <laughs> you're, you're right in. Then you yeah. get a splash back. Oh, my God. The splash zone. Oh. <laughs> we put- Alex, we don't have to deal with these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we put new ones in at work, and it's mostly guys at, at the warehouse. And we go in there to see, like, the big unveiling of the new bathroom. And uh, it's, like, maybe a foot off the ground. Like, I'm looking right over. No. What is this for? The- this is just design at this point. Yeah. Like, like the, the partition. It's like, I'm, I'm looking right over. I'm, I'm staring at this man right in the eyes. Are these bathrooms that replaced the outhouse ones or, yeah. like, the mobile yes. ones? Oh, okay. They finally but, got replaced. But didn't it replace your break room or something? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Okay, yeah, it yeah went straight great. into a break room. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, so is it a dual purpose, bring I mean, your snacks in? Like... <laughs> well, certain stall time is break room anyways. I mean, yeah. That's why yeah, we have cell true. phones nowadays. That's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate public bathrooms in general, so I yeah. I back your beef. I back oh, yeah, your beef. Yeah, especially the just chill. And if, if there's an indicator, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Look around. Yeah. yeah. I will actually, I will add a beef because I have, I think Zerpa knows this. I have a very intense fear of wet paper. Oh. 
in mm-hmm. particular wet toilet paper. Wet toilet paper. <laughs> Since I was like a child, and at when I used to bartend at Applebee's back in the day, and Zerpa would come in and visit me. My friends would leave wet paper just like randomly when I wasn't looking, lying around the bar just to disgust, disgust and make me want to puke. Did you ever handle paper mache when you were in school? I don't think I've ever made anything out of paper mache because in my I was wondering life. if that would affect you the same way because it yeah. it's goo. It's obviously Oop. there's there's glue involved, but it's also water because it has to be very malleable. So I'm wondering if that would impact you. Maybe the same like way. the mental understanding that it's for art would like sure. change that. But I'm just, maybe I was just wondering, not. like because you ever see some of that, <clears throat> yeah, like coming out of the tray, it's yeah, it's no poopy. puke, it's poop. yeah, puke. Yeah. So I. Okay, yeah. I'm done talking about it. But okay. that's just so we all... That's why I tend to shy away from cleaning the bathrooms. I did sweep the bathroom at the in the green room yesterday, which I was really proud of because there were some paper remnants on the ground, but they were dry, so I could I could tolerate it. But, yeah, it's... But they were wet at one point. <laughs> I... This is not a visual medium, but if you could see the death stare that I was just giving Serpa, you would... You would know there's daggers. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) Gag me. I I back that. I Mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Let's move on. I will throw up. Okay. (laughs) All right. Deep breaths into the microphone. (laughs) This is now an ASMR. (laughs) So treasure. Treasure Island. That's what we're in the middle of. Well, towards the end of. Yeah. Um which is pretty pretty big. It's been a massive undertaking. Um, uncut, unfiltered. How do you guys feel it's going? True. Put it all out there. You, I, I'm going to let Kat take it first because you have more opportunity to kind of watch it a lot more uh, because mm-hmm. you're, you're front-loaded and back-loaded in the show. Yes, that is true. I am uh, the bread of the sandwich, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, fine slice of bread. <laughs> We've Maybe talked a lot about around? sandwiches and BLTs and stuff like that lately. Um, oh, I, picture your BLT the other day. I know, so oh good, you guys. A BLT. There's oh. nothing like a really, really good BLT. You gotta have thick bacon though. Thick yes, bacon. Yes. Huh. yes. Steve makes the best BLTs. And the other Wednesday night, because it was the one night you were there last week. I texted and I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home and have one of the BLTs you made for dinner because I had to miss dinner that night. And he was like, oh, the bacon's gone. And I did I not start to have a meltdown? Oh, she was feeling her oats. I was going onto Jim's Stakeout website (laughs) to order a BLT sub because I was literally distraught. And then he was like, I'm just kidding. There's plenty. And I was like, how how dare you (laughs) mess with me about bacon? Um, and then I sent Zerpa a picture, and it was really delicious. But anyway, Treasure Island. Um, so, yes, I actually, I got to say, I felt better. Like, Tuesdays are, we've talked about, Tuesdays are always rough when we get back from, like, four days off. Because yeah. we do Tuesday through Thursday rehearsal. Tuesdays are tough. You've, you haven't been with it for four days, and you struggle. So, like, we're always kind of like, meh. Um, but it started to come, it started to come back, and I felt really good by the, um, end of the week this last week it's a fun show it's just fun it's fun yeah. to watch it's fun to be in i coerced dj into letting me play a pirate 
in the middle of the show when I'm not in my sandwich scenes. And uh, that's like my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite. I have so much fun with it. I come off stage after the big scene and I'm like, yes, that was so that was so fun. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've, we've got a little work to do, as always, like moving into the last couple of weeks. But we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. Do you feel good with where you're at? Um, Me personally or as a group? Both. With being two weeks out. I think so. I feel like we're in a pretty standard spot. I feel like there's always like a bit of nerves at this point in time where you're like, are we going to be okay? But we have a really hardworking group. We have people, you know, it'd be great if the whole cast was there once in a while. (laughs) Zerpa. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) We haven't had the whole cast there except through, I think, read through. So that'll be nice. Oh, we were? Okay. Then never, never once. That gets hard. That gets hard. And I know people have conflicts and it happens and and stuff happens, but that's, that's always the hard part. You're like, we just need everyone here because it totally changes the dynamic. You're blocking, you're pacing everything. So um, I will say some of my favorite scenes to watch are actually my very favorite scene in the whole show is between... Jared and Zerpa. And by the way, yes, his name is Dan, but we call him Zerpa. <laughs> the one where, you know, the act two you, scene. yes, the act two scene. I won't, I won't yeah. do any big spoilers, but oh, it's so good. It's just so good. You guys have such a great like tension up there. And that's my, my absolute favorite scene to watch. So yeah, good stuff coming. Yeah. And personally, I don't know. I'm always asking DJ. I'm like my own worst critic. So I'm always like, am I, am I boring? Am I like, how's, you know, how are things going? And are we but I, on stage or off stage? Both. Okay. <laughs> both. Yeah, both. Um, yeah, but I, I feel pretty good. I really do. I love working with Autumn. We, you know, she's just, she's just so fun to like bounce off of. And I think, be, so I play, her mother. So in the show, for for background, I play um, Mrs. Hawkins, and I'm Judith Hawkins' mother, and I run the inn, and um, you know I have some kind of cool stuff at the beginning of the show before they really head out on their adventure. And I hadn't you know worked on stage with Autumn before, and I think because, and I don't want to say that people who aren't mothers can't play mothers. I played plenty of mother characters before. You know, I had kids and then, you know, Damon in particular. Um, but there is something I feel different up there yeah. since motherhood when I'm playing a mother figure. And it just kind of comes out on stage naturally, I feel like. I think your motherhood does lend to it. And also, I think, you know, I did Treasure Island the first time with Ghostlight uh, 12 years ago. And uh, Chris Fire, bless his soul, uh, played Jim Hawkins. He's still alive. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, you're, Chris, we know you're still here. Chris, we know you're here. You're still with uh, us. He played Jim Hawkins, but he was 87 years old at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, oh so, you know, he wasn't the, the, the child that you tend to observe Hawkins as in right. the story. And I think Judith being, you know, she's in the same wheelhouse, yeah. younger than your stepkids even. Yeah. Um, and I think being in that age allows her to pick up the motherhood vibes from yeah. you better. Mm. And it allows just a really beautiful relationship to have blossomed between the two of you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It but really is. I love, I told 
the cast at one point. I was like, you guys are chasing this relationship. Nobody's relationship is as meaningful or put together as, as you two have yours. And it's really a joy to watch you guys yeah. together. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And Autumn is great. And watching her transform from like the beginning of a show to, you know, throughout the process, she has so many lines, so much blocking. So, like, I just think of myself as an actor at that age, and I could, n- I'm sure I thought I could, but like <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I, I could, I could never have brought what she brings to the stage. So, she has such a bright future ahead of her, but she's, she's awesome. This is about to become an Autumn Stan account right here. (laughs) You're 100%. Like, that's a lot of lines she has going. And the growth is really incredible to see, not just from the rehearsal process, but also from a show process, to pick up the, the, the ideas of being young and naive to growing to having to be a young adult halfway through the show practically, and then doing what she needs to do to make her life better, to make your life, uh, her mother better. Um, that's, you can't teach that. Like, yeah. so she's really picking up a lot and it, it's kind of been fun to be on stage with her, with our stuff because and no spoilers, but, um, I play a role that is different in act one versus act two. We'll just put mm-hmm. it in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Autumn has to kind of watch as that progresses as well and adapt to that. And it's been, it's not been without its challenges. And I think, you know, I was going to say for the state of the the show where we are, we got to get the books out of our hands. And I'm talking about myself, especially the second act. I just have some chunks. Um, Same for her. You could see that she's got act one pretty well down and act two. She's, she's almost there with it kind of thing. And that will just lend itself to the entire show Mm -hmm. Um, because you were talking about pacing and you were talking about comfort. Once everyone gets it out of their hands and gets it into their heads and then just let it flow from themselves, it will allow the show to flow as well. So I think we're in a good shape. Typical six-week rehearsal process, I kind of feel we are where we're supposed to be right now. It's been great to see people getting out of their scripts so early. Um, Obviously, your dad... Don getting out of the script early, sometimes making up what he wants to say, but that's <laughs> but that is Elton Swartz. He wrote the damn thing. He is allowed it, yeah. to do that, um, but just in general, it was it was refreshing and also a little bit daunting to see people get out of their scripts by like week two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You know, halfway through week three, people were like, "Okay, I'm not going to bring my script up." I was like, "What? Huh? Oh." <laughs> Okay, good for you. I'm not. Um, but but it also did inspire me then to be like, okay, I I have a process. Typically, my process is I don't drop the script until week five. That is typically just how I go about. But I was like, okay, I could I could get along with this. And I did it. And it's been coming along very nicely. Act one was a lot easier to get out of versus act two. But just in general, it's been fun to see how everyone is moving through it when everyone is there and you know you talked about cat you talked about it's a fun show i think once everyone has fun with it yeah it will then allow the show to get to the next level because i don't think people aren't having fun with it i just think people are still in their heads with it oh absolutely it's once they get out of their heads and be like 
I'm a freaking pirate. You yeah. know, so many people are going to be pirates. There's 21 pirates or something like that. Be a pirate. Yeah. You don't get that opportunity that often. And the the good guys, quote unquote, have fun with that too because each of them have fun characters and fun ways to portray themselves and they're doing such a fun job with it. So have that fun and then it will be fun. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think... So yeah, I think we're we're exactly where we're supposed to be. I think this week is very critical. Um, now, for the fact that there's three rehearsals this week, but then there's only two, uh, including Tech the following week, and Tech always tends to throw everyone for a loop a little yep. bit. So if we get to that comfort this week, then it'll just be okay. Give us an audience. Yeah. Just give us an audience because that's where we'll be. If yeah. we continue progressing the way we have. Yeah, and but you cannot have that kind of fun with the script in your hand. Yep. No. Yeah. Even when the script comes out of your hand, if you don't know those lines backwards and forwards, uh, you still can't have fun with it. And yep. that's why, you know, I don't, I will say, like, Zerpa and I joke about it because I was off book, you know, like week two or whatever. But I ha- I do not have as many lines. And the li- I have a lot of, like, action and yeah. stuff on stage. That I'm reacting to, but I don't have as many lines or as many words to memorize. Um, but I always know, like, I have to get off book, book as quick as possible or I will never be able to bring to the show what I want to bring to it. And I think that that's really helped mine and Autumn's relationship yeah. is just not having – because I'm very physical with her right. on stage. We're hugging. I'm always kind of, like, touching. I, you know, I'm being motherly. And I think – that's one of the things that often people are afraid to do is just, you know, we are acting how real people would yeah, act. Right. And a mother touches their child, yeah. you know, and people hug each other. People make eye contact with each other. People like and and you, you a can't do that with a script yeah. and you and you b can't do that if you're not willing to take those risks and feel a little uncomfortable for a moment. Yeah. And then you get past it. Um, so I think. I think we'll get there. But, yeah, it's just it takes the buckling down and getting to know those lines. And, yep. yeah, but – and I love I, – there's some people having a lot of fun. Shelby. Oh, yeah. I love her so. Oh, Shelby's so good. Shelby plays Blind Pew and she is – by the way – Spoiler, she's blind. By the way, um, <laughs> Zerpa plays Long John Silver. I don't think we mentioned we, that. We did. Oh, yeah, we just kind of glossed <laughs> over that. Um, and he's great. Um Shelby is, yeah, like she's one that just every time she gets on stage, she just takes it over. I mean, she's she can take any character and just crush it. Yeah, she's so good. And Jared, you know, I know he's new to the theater probably, what, the last year or so? Yeah, he came in in during Sweeney or right before. Right before Sweeney, yeah. So, you know, I like I said, I did do the show 12 years ago and I played the role of Captain Smollett, which is what Jared is playing. And. I love watching him do it because it's different than what I did. Yeah. And, but it works just as well, if not even better. Like, yeah. it's just so much fun. And because I have so many opportunities to be across from him on stage with it, and the second act scene that you're talking about especially, mm-hmm. um, that is such a, a fun scene to do because I have a unique opportunity to have been in both sides of the coin with that. And so it's almost surreal when we first did that scene specifically, because I remember how I did it from the other side the first time around. So that's just a lot of fun 
looking at it from a different lens and just enjoying it. And, and he's d- been great. Despite making constant fart sounds uh, everywhere he goes, because if you oh know Jared, God. he literally just makes constant fart noises. Yeah. Um, usually with his mouth, not always. Not always. <laughs> not. You, you, <laughs> but despite being kind of a, a jokester and a, and a goofball in that way, he does take his like what he's doing on stage very seriously. When we worked together during Spiral, he was, we were always talking about our characters and what they were doing and practicing our scenes with each other. And, and um, he really brings that like professionalism on stage to, to the theater. And um, it's cool to watch his evolution too. And he plays, I like that he will play around with things. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just a love of the theater or a professional professionalism because sometimes professionalism can be very stiff yeah dry it's it's his love that he has for it you could see that and you know only having met him during this run i could tell that he is fully immersive so if he's involved with something and he loves it he's going to fully immerse himself in it and you could see it with not just the acting but with the work on the set that he's been doing with some subtle things like every single time starry night shares someone's profile he turns around and shares it. Yeah. I don't. Sorry. But Jared <laughs> yeah, does. You know, he, he turns it around and shares it every yeah. single time. Yeah. Because he is like, guys, this is this is a thing that is awesome. And he wants everyone to be involved with it. So, yeah, well, this is going to be a podcast about everyone in the show. Other than us, really. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We don't need We don't. We talk about others. <laughs> Um, going back to you guys said everyone just needs to have fun with it. I've given that no yeah. a countless amount of times, but I there's a point as a director where you yeah. just you can't force somebody to have fun, yep. then it's just not fun at all. So once that happens, I'm I'm gonna be elated. Mm-hmm. But I, I pointed out um on Thursday, I was like, My my dad who plays Billy Bones, Callum who plays Hands, yeah. and um Trevor who plays Ben Gunn. I'm like, if you guys allow this, they're gonna walk away with the show. Yeah. Yeah, ha- they've had fun since yeah. day one. Yeah, Trevor has just been. Oh. Yeah. And on on, on yeah, Thursday, how did we not mention Trevor? Oh right, my gosh, he's right. so good on Thursday because he missed some time, and right. I knew because um, he's got a new job, and then a bunch of uh, other things happened, and so he's he's missed some time, and he came back, and I'm like, look, whatever, we'll we'll work on your scenes on Tuesday, next Tuesday. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, what? Well, that's fine, that works. And I'm up at the soundboard. I'm worried about Autumn. She's 13 and hasn't yeah. had her scene partner in forever. That scene happens, and he's unbelievable. Because yeah. Un- I'm just like, go over the top. Just keep going yeah. over, and, and I'll tell you if it's too much. He just came out after missing this time and blew everyone out of the yeah. water. Yeah. When he was on stage for any scene, it's just like, yep. Yep. there he is. Yeah. And I, I came he's up to him after. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you don't know what you just did yeah. for this for this play. Yeah. You have no idea. And um, I'm like, we don't have to start with your scenes on Tuesday. Just, yeah. We're just running the, the thing. And, and he's really incredible. Yeah, I, and, oh. I took all these pictures during the time where he's like behind Autumn yeah. and he's like, I'll have to send it. I sent him to Tracy. But when he's like putting his arms around her and he's like, he's just going crazy. And I was laughing. You hear me down there watching, like yeah. laugh cackling like I do. <laughs> um, and I was just taking like picture after picture because it's so funny. His hair's swinging <laughs> around and he was choking on it at one point, which was pretty that hilarious. Right. <laughs> and yeah, he keep just, that, he <laughs> brought it. And I got, this is when it comes to gratitude. This is a perfect example. Someone who, and we won't share Trevor's personal details here, but like he has things going on in his life right now that are astronomical yeah, right yeah. that could 
that causes a person to go one direction or the other. And it seems from, you know, I only met him during Spiral and we weren't in the show together. He was maybe going to be in it for a hot right. minute. But um, he already the relationship I have with him and the, the way I see him show up, like he chooses the path forward and even through turmoil. And like that's just someone that you walk in, walks in and you're just so grateful. Yeah. yeah. That they're there and that they're elevating everything, hopefully elevating everything else around them. Oh, yeah. If people can feel that like contagion, you know, and he just, oh, he has me in stitches. <laughs> He's and, so funny. And I'm going to bring it back to, you know, talking about the theater aspect. You're welcome to AM person. The theater <laughs> aspect of that, I will continue to call out you. Uh, you know, he, from the get go, even when he had the script in his hand, he was not afraid to be touching because that is, without giving anything away, his character is, uh, we'll call it manic. We'll, we'll call it a, a little bit beyond for very good reasons. Yeah. And so that kind of character would be very, he'd have frenetic energy. And he brought that from the get-go and was not afraid to, like you were describing, be hunkered over autumn or the first time we did the scene that he and i have in the second act yeah he put his hand over my mouth stopped me from talking <laughs> and that is like you want that and that's that why is, you got the flu right exactly <laughs> we now understand everything no but that is why like that's the kind of stuff acting at its very core is supposed to be natural just more exaggerated so the moments that you have with those, like you said about the, the a mother putting her hand on her child or what have you, those are going to be natural. Let them be natural and then exaggerate them, emphasize them, and that will translate on stage. If you are a fantastical character or some sort of absurd thing, then yes, you go beyond. But at, at the core, all of these characters are people. Um, every single person that... Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson and then Don adapted in this story, they are people, right? And so when you see them out there, you'd be like, I, I can understand that kind of person. It's just got to be bigger. Yeah. It's got to be larger than life for the stage. But at the same point, you could see everything that you would do in similar scenarios. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just got... the. Going back to having fun with it, I mean, you mentioned the three folks that you did, you know, and you even said at rehearsal, you're like, I know they have different types of characters. Like, yes. their characters are already written right. to be over the top. Right. And that's why I came up to you after and I was like, is my character boring? You know, like, because <laughs> right. I, I don't, my character's not written in a way that's like super, has like a ton of depth or right. anything like that. But, it's but I'm I'm still having fun with that character yeah. because I get to make her what she is. Yeah. I get to give her the depth that maybe isn't in the words, but it's in her action and it's in the way she's showing up in her relationship and the way she cares for her child and you know th just that in the little moments. Sometimes it's those little moments. Like I love the looks your dad and I exchange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I love being on stage with your dad. But sometimes it's just those little things. And again, you cannot do it that until you're out of a script. Yep, yep. You can't play around with those. Mm -hmm. You can't like until you've you've got all your your hands, your feet, your everything, and you can just be into it and have your eyes on each other. And um, those are the things that like oh your your dad is so good at those little. I know. 
those little things. And I feel like in the last, you know, 100 years I've been with Ghostlight, like, people like him, that's where I'm picking up oh, yeah. those skills from. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, we all just got to get there. We got to get there. And, and it'll be a really fun show. Yeah. And it's it's all based on interactions. Yes. Like, you interact with so many people on stage. Yeah. And that's where all your your character stuff comes from. It's not ever just you on stage. Mm. So you have to get the script out. You have to work with the people you're with. Yep. Um, I mean, like you said before, you're a different character and, and both acts. And it's who you're talking to. Yep. And it's such a big part of everything. So ev- missing people throughout the her- rehearsal process, this has been one of the worst yeah. shows. Um, and that's something I have to get better at as a director, uh, which is, is kind of tough because it's like either like, all right, you're out. Or um, I don't really know how to to approach that. But um, same thing happened with Sweeney. I mean, a bunch of people missed yeah. weekly. Yeah. Weekly. So, um, I don't know. It, uh, you guys are showing up, um, and, and what we have is a, a great product, but that's been a, a frustrating part. Yeah, and I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head when you were, when you were saying it's so much more of it is about your engagement with other people. Yeah. So, it's not about, you know, I think people have a tendency to be like, well, DJ knows I'm going to learn my stuff. Right. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, even if I miss however many rehearsals, like, I'm going to do my, that's not the part that matters. Right. It's the connection. Yeah. Like we're using the word, the connection is really, you could be as off book as you want to be. You could know every single movement that you do. What if the person who's across from you doesn't know what they're doing? They happen to get in your way as you're supposed to be crossing. And it just can create a domino effect of of messing up the scene. And all of a sudden it takes you out of the moment. It takes you out of the, the picture that you're creating Yep. And it just doesn't get it back until either the end or it just doesn't get it back and the scene is over. And you're like, well, that could have been a good scene. You yeah, know? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So it, it, and I've been in your seat, you know, I have directed plenty of shows, musicals mostly, and musicals, you know, there's even more of a particularness about everyone being there yeah. when you have choreography, when you have yeah. harmonies, when you have. Um, you know, the timing of all those musical cues, it just, it does make it very difficult. And I have had, I've thankfully only had one show where it just took probably until week four for it to start gelling and you're frustrated yeah, because you, you come in with an expectation. Sometimes they're unreal expectations, but you come into it thinking, okay, if I could get all these people lined up and you had it blocked the first week. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think, okay, I've got it blocked this week. Now I could just work on character. Now I get, okay, we're missing these five people today. We're missing these three people who are different than the five people yesterday. <laughs> you know, it, and it, it does. It makes it tricky. Um, but you've been doing a great job with managing the people who have been there and getting them up and ready to go. And I think... I hope, because I don't know what the uh, schedule is for people this week, but I hope everyone can be at least at two of the three this week. That would be nice. Two of the three, please. We beg of you. Please beg. (laughs) (laughs) Preferably at at six thirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's another big one. Because then, like, we started warming up at six thirty, which I think is something I want to carry on (laughs) to everything I direct. Because like I've been there, coming to rehearsal, even directing. You come to rehearsal, like ah, I. 
rough day at work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. My mind's elsewhere. But you you take that two minutes, warm up, take a couple tongue twisters, and just like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm Gets here. you focused. Yeah. Speaking of DJ here live on the podcast. Oh wait, we're not live, but still. Um, <laughs> I can I lead warm up on Tuesday? Absolutely. Okay. I got some ideas. So you guys actually are you going to be there at six thirty together? Yeah. Are you going to be there before six thirty? Yeah, I've been there before. I've been in costume. I'm out there ready to go. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Just want to make sure. That's all. Just making sure. If I don't get pulled over on wherever I got pulled over a few weeks ago, I'll be on time. I'm just saying things happen. I did get pulled over on the way to rehearsal a couple weeks ago. Are you speeding? I went through a yellowish, reddish light. It was pink. (laughs) It was pink. (laughs) (laughs) It was in transition. And it's right. There's always a cop there for some reason not like okay so i was coming from yeah give the t- details so people know where to yeah, yeah from yeah, town yeah. Of, yeah it's where to watch out from <laughs> town of tonawanda into city of tonawanda and then nt so that's like my route so i was coming down delaware where the mcdonald's is or no burger king it's a burger king there on the corner of right like young's in delaware yeah, right yeah. before the bridge um okay okay, okay right yeah, yeah, okay yeah. and then on your left is like Walgreens and all yes, of that. Yes. There's always, for some reason, a cop just happening to be at the oh, light. Okay. Like they're not stationed there. They're not doing radar. Like there just seems to always be a cop at that intersection. And I was not even running late. I was early, like very early that day. But for some reason, I just, that light always gets me. Like I think I'm closer than I am. Oh, yeah. And it was yellow. And then it was red when I was under it. And I knew, I'm like, I'm gonna. They're coming. They're coming. Thankfully, I have a brother-in-law who's a state trooper. He's not going to listen to this. Um, but he, we have like trooper cards. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I never get pulled over. So I was like, it's time to use my golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> what do you do? You just present this card, and you're like, get they out of jail free. I, I I presented it years ago, like years and years ago. The, the last time I was pulled over, and it didn't get me out. Because he said he'd already written it, like when he was in his car before he'd even gotten out of his car, and I'm like, "You lie," but that's fine. Um, but this time it did. He and I told I told Zerpa he like, so I knew he was. I knew I was pulled over. I pulled over, you know. The, but usually it takes them a little bit to like get to your window. So I, you know, I had my window rolled down, and I'm like leaning over, getting all my stuff, the registration card, my you know, my golden ticket. And I just happen to like not be face <laughs> facing the window, and I oh, I hear a you know, how you doing tonight, ma'am, or something like that, and I screamed so loud, <laughs> and then I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't expect you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that kind of set the mood where he was like, okay, crazy lady, and then he was like, who's blah blah blah, you know, on my card, and I was like my brother-in-law <laughs> um and they were they were super nice and they're like just watch yourself i'm like thank you and of course i was in the the periwinkle powder blue robin's egg car that my husband has so that's extra noticeable oh, yeah. too yeah. on the yeah. road so i'm like thank you <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen let's make sure we all obey the traffic laws as they're written. especially and at that intersection especially at the intersection of young's and delaware going from tanawanda hey do you have an extra card that i <laughs> I don't. You Just, have to you be You have special. to give her all the details of your brother-in-law. <laughs> yes. I have a sticker on my car and a golden ticket. I just so. feel like that would be so awkward. 
Here's a here's a card I to know. get me out of. You just hand it doesn't always work. They don't have to. It's just a courtesy. And it depends what you're doing. Like yeah. I went through like a just turned red. Like it was I was literally under it when I turned red. So I think if I had you know, done something far worse than that, then yeah. Like vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that probably that. wouldn't have yeah. flown. No. But um yeah, but I will be on time and I will lead the warm up. I've a, got some good stuff. I have a cop story, uh similar kind of my my dad got pulled over years and years and years ago, and the guy's like, uh, "You're on your cell phone." And my my dad didn't have a cell phone. This was when my dad like <laughs> he didn't know how to turn the TV on, and and he's like, "I I prom you can search the car. I don't have a cell phone on me. Like I I don't own a cell phone." And the cops like, eh, "I don't know." And then he just like talked his way out of it because he, he genuinely did not have sure. a cell phone. Like he he could not work a cell phone. And um, so like he gets home, I'm like, "Your brother is a cop, right?" Like, I. I would present if I was waiting to get pulled over. I'm like, actually, my uncle's a cop, so I think he'll handle this. You can sit down and just like <laughs> I was waiting for down. the moment. Right. I would I would do that with with pride and joy. And you said it'd be awkward. Yeah, I would not I'm feel like, awkward about it at all. Yeah. No, I don't feel awkward about it. Like, I'm actually related to a cop. But like yeah. you did the crime, so I'm like, what is this? Just because I know someone, how is that getting me? I know that Absolutely. how it works. But like, yeah, yeah. How? Well, again, as long as it's I'm not killing. Somebody. They probably they probably weigh. You know, yeah. Is that going to be worse than speeding thirty-five miles over the speed limit, where you could do serious damage to someone? Right. right. You could do serious damage yeah. at an intersection, but yeah. when it's pink, it, it's yeah. not as egregious. Right. If, it was pink. if it was red, and you're like, "F this, I'm going <clears throat> right. through it." Yeah. You would not have gotten off. I almost <clears throat> yeah. guarantee. Yeah. But it, you know, it's one of those. And I don't want to treat it lightly, but it's one of those no harm, no fouls kind of thing. Yeah. So. I'm sure they would. And I have no outstanding warrants. I have no, like, I literally haven't been pulled over in nine years or something. because they don't know all your aliases. (laughs) 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 And here now are all of the aliases. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, of course. Of course, you can lead warm-ups. I mean, you could do it throughout the shows if you want to. Well, I don't want to steal your dad's thunder, but. I don't know that he wants to. I just <laughs> <laughs> one day I'm like, you just got to do something because I'm not yeah. doing it. For people that haven't been around as long as me, um, that was a staple. We always, yeah. maybe not at every rehearsal, but always before shows. Um, and you know, of course, with musicals, you sort of expect some kind right. of like vocal warm up. But before every play, we did buttagatas and we did you know breathing our hops and we did yeah we always warmed up always as a group and it just it got the jitters out and it got your mouth moving and yeah yeah i will be fair that some people have their own process that they go through right Mm -hmm. it's particularly show nights you know rehearsals are one thing but particularly show nights they have their own process and sometimes those group processes or whatever the group is doing it might throw off what they're going to i'm saying this because I'm I'm trying to say if a person doesn't do it for that kind of reason they shouldn't be looked down on if, yeah. if someone's just like on their phone and I don't want to do it then you're a jerk come on I've seen <laughs> it I've seen it be yeah. together with it but for these you rehearsals know, I I we, we have a friend Chris Andriana mm-hmm. who has a particular process of doing warm ups before a show where he has to go far, far away mm-hmm. and do very loud. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Hit the top, go down, kind of thing. Right. With his this is particularly for musicals, 
And so he's like off on his own while we might be doing something. And because that is just a process that oh, yeah. he has. Yeah. And so I think it's good to recognize that people have their own processes. But if you don't and you're just being a yeah. jerk, don't be yeah. a jerk. Yeah. Well, I think usually what I have found at, at our theater is that most people are not do not have a process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some do, but most sure. are just on their phone. We're goofing around. I yeah. mean, during our warm ups during Spiral, were to do cards cards oh, against yes, humanity. Yeah. <laughs> we would each we pick would, one yeah, every night hard. and read it out loud. And yeah, you know, we had we had our our group our group warm up yeah. that we did just to kind of get us like together and out of our heads. But um, yeah, so. There's different things, but I do think, especially for the rehearsals, like that transition from like life into theater, mm-hmm. there's got to be something. Yeah. yeah. Something you know? just ceremonious. Even. Yeah, just ceremonious. Like, yeah. I like that. So you guys were in the previous production of Treasure Island? I was. You were. I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So how, how does this one compare to last time? They're two different animals. Um, first, different vision. Uh, DJ and Don have different visions, even though... And, and I enjoy the fact that even though it's written with stage direction and it's written with that and such, you don't have to commit to it because yeah. that is that is not – you read any MTI show libretto or any script that you get, those are suggestions based off of how they did it previously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's all it is. Guess what? It isn't necessarily that you have the same stage, that you have the same space, that right. you have the same number of people. So, you know, mm-hmm. to, to all the directors out there, there are suggestions in there. That does not mean the stage direction that is written in there. Unless there are, not in this, but there are in certain scripts where it's like, this needs to happen because it's critical to plot development for something like that. Yes. But for for this, you know, you've taken your own adapt- adaptation. I actually was talking to, about this to, to someone yesterday. Um, I was at a, a party and they asked how the show was going and it's... Were you at game night? I was at game Ugh. night. I know. I know. Q said she invited you. I know. know. We had meat raffle. I know. I know. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. I, I won some meat, and then I text DJ saying we're a hundred percent doing a meat raffle soon, and it's happening. So that's for over another at, over at Knights of Columbus, anyway, because that seems to Prob- be where everyone yes does probably meat yeah that's probably going to be what happens. Yeah. Anyways, so back <laughs> to how this differs. Um, we we spoke earlier about Chris Fire being ninety eight years old when he did it. <laughs> Last time he's Chris. Not this is what way. happens when you when, when you, you do don't not come, come to the podcast. You could have defended yourself, but you mm-hmm. didn't. So, so oh, there he you go. was supposed to be here. Oh, he sure was. What what happened? That is well, for the gods to know. <laughs> um, okay, I won't out him. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it is a distinctly different age bracket. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah, we had a more mature yeah cast yeah. that last time around. Um, and I think that just happens just in theaters in general that you have cyclical generations that come mm-hmm. through and it, it's kind of like the old guard steps down for the new batch to come up. And I think that kind of has happened um, with this show in particular where you have a lot more youth to it. And so that just brings a different energy and a different vibe. Um, sometimes the scenes can be a lot more ridiculous because they have a lot more for lack of a better word, energy, Mm -hmm, to put into it. Um, But then also sometimes some of the scenes that have more gravitas have taken time to develop into it. Yeah. I look at several of the, you always call them the cabin scenes. Yes. And I think the cabin scenes, because more often than not, they are very serious. They're very intense. 
they've taken more time to develop. They are developing, and sometimes they're really spot on, and sometimes that you just can tell they need a little more, more oomph to them. Yes. And that will come. It was a lot more natural last time because of the players that were involved with mm-hmm. it. So it's just they are two entirely separate casts, and it's been a joy to watch how this cast has gone about it with this direction versus how the last cast with that direction went about it. So they're completely different. It's like comparing apples and oranges Mm -hmm. at at that place that you obviously have the same script. But even then, I love some of the tweaks that you've done to it and such like that. It it has made sense for what cast you have and what vision you have to it. So two completely different uh, shows, and I think that that's a good thing because you Mm -hmm. don't want to replicate what was. Because if you try, you're going to fail because right. you don't have the same people, energy, vibes, thought process going into it. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. And I, I got better at that because when I did Nosferatu back in 2020, um, it, it was literally like a second before COVID hit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Alex just <laughs> kicked her whole microphone and almost knocked herself out. <laughs> Not going to lie. That would have taken a while to recover. <laughs> I it's a good know. thing it didn't happen. I did accidentally lick the mic earlier. So. Oh, well, how'd that taste? <laughs> like despair? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I would storm I out of got, the room. I, I just got the too close. I didn't like, like my tongue just touched. And it. now Alex has the flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really did think I'm like, am I going to get sick? <laughs> think of the amount of bumps that have been this close. I'm spraying on it. Oh my god. I've okay. kissed it before, but not not like. Not like <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sorry. I had to call it out. I had to laugh. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying about Nasrad. Um yeah, so I did that, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, I just want the same cast as last time. And I yeah. pretty much just replicated what my dad did the first time. And he's like, yeah, okay, but, but like you could do more. You could do different stuff. Like It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. my show 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like, oh, yeah, that's right. I also have, like, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> and so I'm glad that, that you picked up on that, and it shows that, that it's not just a rehash of, yeah. of 10 or 11 years ago, however yeah. long ago. And, and so co- I love... I just love your inner dad's relationship in general, but I I just really enjoy that he he like encourages you to go in your own direction, even with stuff that he wrote or adapted or whatever. Like he just stands back, lets you do your thing and have your vision and encourages you to do that and isn't like you know, I think there's th- you know, there's always things where you're like, oh, they did this. Like during Spiral, there were some things where like, oh, like the mirror scene, you know? Yes. And like that yes. was a like Alex, what you did with that scene, I know we've talked about it, is was so good. So like sometimes you pick something up that was done before and you're like, but that was really good. Like we yeah, gotta keep yeah. that thing. But for the most part, I, I really I really appreciate that your dad just kinda you know, it's like, no, you go for even when he he's in the show, so obviously he's gonna be seeing it and stuff like that. Right. But when he's not in the show, he's like, I'm not even coming to see it until, yeah. <laughs> you know, tech week or whatever. Yeah. Because I don't want to sway your vision yes. or your whatever. So, yeah. And I think, cool. you know, Don is not getting younger. We love you, Don, but you're not getting younger. <laughs> and so he knows that while he he doesn't have to safeguard all the things he's done, all the, the adaptations or plays that he's written from scratch, he knows that he has a good future, you know, ahead of him because it would be in your capable hands. And so uh, I think he's comfortable with that. So it would be a disservice both to him and to you 
in developing you as your own mm. director yeah. and your own creative mind to just keep it. it, it like Kat said, sometimes you have moments that were so critical or so beautiful from previous that you see if they work. Yeah. And if they it works, fantastic. But if it doesn't, you can't be afraid to pivot. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we've seen. You know, that's what I've seen during this production that you – you knew what was done. You, you, you and I have talked in the past how you remembered what was done for this and you liked what, how it was done this time. Yes. Kind of thing. But it hasn't restricted you. It hasn't kept you just so focused on what was. Oh, sorry. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> so so I, I think it's correct how you're approaching it and I think it's correct how Don is approaching it. But at the same time, there is no definition of what's correct yeah. or what's not correct. Right. And that's right. the beauty of theater just in general is that this – I'm a musical person and I'm a, a Sondheim purist and I love Sondheim. And my favorite show is a show called Sunday in the Park with George. I and love he, Sunday that, in the Park That, with that is about literally my favorite musical in the world. And he starts with white, a blank page or canvas. And that is what every show should be. Yep. Yeah. Because – it's supposed to be your vision. Yeah. It can't be anyone else's vision because you don't know what's going on inside their mind. Yep. They could paint a picture for you. They could write words for you. But your interpretation is what matters. Yeah. So That was really beautiful, yeah, sir. That was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could also go on a diatribe of Sondheim. Not diatribe, a, a love letter, if you will, to Sondheim. Yeah, we're not going to do not that. You just did Sweeney. I know. Yeah. You did just do Sweeney. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You could have been so, in. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Aruba during, I think, your production week oh, okay, and okay. the first weekend of it, so I could not have been. In. I appreciate you thinking of that because people usually don't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm I'm heading to Aruba. Right. You know, no, I, that was a that was the third anniversary of my mother's seventieth birthday. The third anniversary. Because love she it. turned seventy in July of 2020, and as we all remember, what was happening in July? Of we do. Yeah. Was nothing. So <laughs> everything shut down. So therefore, we kept trying. And so we fi- so we had this booked before you even had announced that you were doing yeah. Sweeney. Because I would have loved Sweeney. I am a huge, again, Sondheim. And that is one of, that's a, a masterpiece. So, Can we give a shout out to Mary Zerpa? Mary we Catherine, love you. Sam Zerpa, we love you. <laughs> You're old, but we love you. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> Can we hear about Zerpa's venture? Because, yes. you know, first time... Pa- I'm just going to take over the podcast right now. First time uh, pod uh, guest here. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> uh, I was born at a very young age. Yes. Yes, you were. <laughs> um, I have been doing theater for a long time. Not as long as you, though. You started with The Ghost Light when you were younger, like mm-hmm. a youngster, right? I was 12. So I didn't even... I enjoyed theater and loved theater, uh, particularly musicals, growing up. But the first show I actually did was not until my junior year of high school, Guys and Dolls. Uh, I was a gangster, and it was gangsterific. Um, <laughs> but that really gave me a love of theater. And I did several musicals, both in high school and then with a theater company that a friend of mine started out of high school, which was insane for, because he had done uh shout out Chris Hanley, artistic director at Alleyway theater. Uh, he, he had been doing theater since he was like five 
And so he wanted to do a theater company, particularly musicals, for high school and college age people during like the summertime because okay. a lot of times people are home and not having. So we did uh, a lot of Sondheim, uh, Into the Woods, Funny Thing Happened at the Forum, um, Saturday Night, which no one knows about, but it's a very fun show. A little bit dated at this point. Uh, but I did a lot of theater and then I took a break for whatever reason. I can't even tell you why I did. And then 2010, uh, my friends Jessica and Liz saw that a theater group was doing Children of Eden. And I love Children of Eden. That's a Stephen Schwartz musical. It is so absolutely good. stunning music. And Should we sing a little? No, we shouldn't. And whatever time we have. No, so for I, as long as we are living. Oh, my God, those, those guys. Don't. Sing my part. <laughs> and so we, uh, I went and auditioned and toss, toss. I <laughs> crushed the audition. And it was the first time in like six years that I auditioned for anything. And I met this crazy one next to me at that uh, audition process. Um, and then the rehearsal because she was in the show as well. And then that summer, uh, she texted me. She's like, hey. This company up in North Tonawanda called Ghostlight, they're doing, well, Starry Night, but everyone calls it Ghostlight because of the location. Yeah, they all know. Um, they all know the story. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you about Starry Night Theater. <laughs> uh, so they, um, they were doing Sound of Music, and she said that they didn't really have someone coming through for uh, Captain Von Trapp. So I was like, okay. Uh, came in and thankfully uh, got the part. And the rest, as they say, is history. So that was 2010. Um, did several musicals, did some plays, then took a break, was doing theater at another company. I, I like to go where the shows are more so than the company, you know. So, but I, I love all the companies for the most part that I go to. <laughs> um, listen, keep the, keep the drama on stage. So uh, it, it, and I've had opportunity, you know, I've always been still a strong supporter of Starry Night throughout the years, even if I'm not on stage from come to see the shows and such like that, support them. Uh, then I did Beauty and the Beast before um, the world shut down. And then here we are in uh, Treasure Island. And that's that's what they say about that. <laughs> what a full circle moment. You were right. called in for Sound of Music yeah. and then you were called in for yeah. this version of yeah. Treasure Island. Although I think you still went through the full audition process for Sound of Music, right? Yeah. Or yeah. no? Yeah, okay. I auditioned. Yeah. I think we just knew, like, you know, I had, and that was my first show back. Yeah, you had Which yeah. we've yeah. talked about. So I took yeah. a break as well when I went to college and then just after I was doing other stuff. And I sang all throughout college. I didn't take a break from singing, but I hadn't done a musical theater production or any kind of theater production for a long time. And then I started with another theater company in 2008, yep. did a few shows. Children of Eden yep. brought us together. And then, yeah, it had been t- like, I think I had like reached out to Debbie and, you know, I would come to see the shows and stuff. And I think she was like, are you an audition for Sound of Music? And, um, and I was like, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> and we, we were kind of chatting and she, you never know, like you talk about DJ, you never know who's coming out to audition, yep. but just knowing like the guys that were around at that time, we just, Captain Von Trapp is a very has a very distinct presence, right? Yeah. It really has to be someone who's who's got that, like I don't know. You just you got to have that quality about you and be able to transition from 
this hard guy to, you know, someone who's who's a bit softer. And I was like, well, I have this pail. Um, let me see if he'll come out. And um, I think once Debbie saw him, there was no, like, question about it. I had to fight for Maria, though. There was a lot of... There was there was actually some yeah, there, competition there. Yeah, there was a bunch of us at callbacks. But that was then that was our first show opposite yeah. each other and... For show, uh, you got to get sweat on by me. Yep, first show, I got to have a sweat bead just, just drop into my mouth. Oh, As we're yeah. seeing Ordinary Couple, you're staring at it, watching it, watching it. Yeah. Here it comes, there it is. Here it comes. Oh, yeah, okay. it was really disgusting. Um, and that was only the first time, yeah. not the last, and nope. still won't be the last. Yeah, no. um, but that's a show I feel like doesn't get a ton of love on like the pod, or like just because it's not one I think that didn't have some miraculous stage or whatever. But when I think back to that show, anytime you have seven children from ages, I mean, how old was Cameron in that? She was seven, 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 something like that. You have seven kids who have, who are like main characters and have to be dancing, Mm -hmm. singing, remembering their lines, entrances, costume changes, like, that's a that's a lot. It's yeah. a it's no easy feat, and uh, I think that show was really really came together beautifully. And when we talk about like having fun on stage and yeah. you know taking risks, and I know Jill talked about this on her episode. Um, we really came together as like the on stage parents, and we because yeah. we noticed like the kids weren't really getting to know each other or gelling with each other, and we all needed to be this like unit. And um, one day we like, you know, we're texting before the show or whatever. And we're like, what can we let's do something for the kids. And we ended up just like, you know, it's summer. It's hot. We just ended up bringing a bunch of like freezy pops or popsicles or whatever. We asked Debbie if we could just have a little bit of time to like hang out with the kids. And we just sat around like, you know, eating freezy pops and talking to each other and bonding. And from that point on, like it just I don't know, something Something gelled, and uh, I know even Jill. She was a, a little, little gale yeah. in that one, and she remembers that moment and remembers like ha- having that theater yeah. bonding time and how how you show up off stage does impa- impact mm-hmm. how you're showing up on stage. And that was to, a beautiful show. I got to be her father twice. On you stage. did, yeah. Fiddler, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Both those shows are fantastic. Yeah. I just don't love the the shows in general. Yeah. Like it, it's sure. not not for me. Like Sweeney. Now yeah. we talk about that. Like, yeah. Okay, that's me. Um, but yeah, both. You're right. Both were phenomenal shows. I remember sitting there and watching, and I didn't know either of you. Like I, I've heard your name, but I've never met you yeah. before that. I don't think. And um, I met you, but you didn't meet me. Yeah, because you was because you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had no memories formed <laughs> <No>. yet. <laughs> um, but seeing that, I remember seeing that. Like, oh my god, these new people are are really good. Like that. Yeah, you're right. Sound of Music was. Was fantastic, and I do love the the set for it. I love every part of that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a good one. It was a, a fun time. set. Yeah, with the stairs and everything like that. We had a good time. Yeah. but yeah. we had yeah. to like kiss each other, and we're like, "You're welcome." Oh. <laughs> you know, when you're like with your like BFF, and you're you know, you're like, <laughs> We hated it so much. We got to do it again the next summer. We did get to do it again the next summer <laughs> in Oklahoma. Yep. Um, That's but, another one. I loved Oklahoma yeah. too. Yeah. That's fun. the classic story of when the music shut off. Listen, talk about being well rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. You know, so Treasure Island folk, this is a good tale of make sure you are well rehearsed. The moment you are comfortable with everything, you can handle anything. Yeah. 
uh, because for those who don't know, um, the musicals at Ghostlight, they use um, the MIDI tracks uh, for the accompaniment. Some ghost took over. And during the finale, during Oklahoma itself, it just decided to go back to the farm and the cowman um, for like seven seconds. And instead of trying, which it was smart not to try to get back to where we were, they cut the music. And we did the rest of that song a cappella. And I remember Paul McGinnis was in the audience. And I think Joy Rona was in there as well. And it was people who knew what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. They know, because they've done musicals, so they know that that shouldn't have happened, first of all. And then the music is gone. Yeah. And the amount of cheering and Debbie up in the top, just like going wild for us because we did not. Miss a uh, beat. Miss, miss a beat. You mainly guys didn't because, stop at all. Mainly nope. because uh, Dan Torres, shout out. Um, remember oh, by the was, way, you're too loud, yeah. Dan. We yeah, can yeah, hear you, you out here as you record your um, pod. <laughs> no, but Dan Torres, I remember looking over to the side and he's nodding his head to the beat during the because there's a dun 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 dun, dun and he's yeah. <laughs> well, we used to laugh at him because oh, yeah. he would always have to count the so beats for like the dancing that and at stuff. That moment. Yeah. I remember looking over at Amanda Woomer. Amanda Woomer Limper, and she's she looks at me with just if if someone was scared poopless in their face, yeah, without showing it, it was in the eyes, yeah. she, But she had like that smile, like okay, here we go. We did it, we did it, and we did it flawlessly, yeah. And that was because we were well rehearsed, yeah, and ready to just do it, yeah. You know, and and, and Zerp was being modest, but he really did kind of. He's got that big booming voice, oh, yeah. and you know. Like he's he's really he's the one that has the solos in that song and stuff, yeah. you know, the big the big ones. So we're you know, he's center stage. I think I'm next to oh. you and we've got the and he just he took that booming voice and just kept going with it. And yeah, yeah, they Dan's keeping the keeping the beat with his head. And going, yeah. yeah, we just Was went it for most it. Of the song. It was it like it was the so if you know the song, Oklahoma, it starts with Curly singing about it and. Um, you know, oh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes with. And then it goes into where the entire ensemble comes in. It's right at the end of the solo part. Mm. And so yep. the entire, you're talking half of the song with harmonies, with wow. different cadences that were f- different from the, the pauses, like I mean, where there would be a little music behind And then behind you have choreography yeah. going along with that as well. And that's oh, when everyone's wow. coming in. So, you know what? So the story behind that, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. yeah. Know your stuff. You know your stuff. You're set to go. Yeah. And don't, you just, you can't let things get you, you know? Yeah. We had the glass break on stage oh, during yeah, Spiral and we just had to, okay, and how they, are we going to fit this in? The audience loved it. Yes. So. Just like yeah, they loved the Oklahoma Glass thing. breaks. Like, and that's one of those things. Treat it normal. Treat yeah. it like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. No one will know the wiser. Yeah. I don't know that we quite did that. Well, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> during, we, um, during Spiral. I mean, no, you you were great. At... But they knew. They knew this. Some I, of them a, still were questioning. Say, but, like, oh, no, yeah. like that, that was part of it because, like, she was really funny. And, like, that, yeah. like, the way that she was doing it, like, that was all part of it. Yeah, the audience like, was no. laughing at what you <laughs> yeah. were saying. That's oh. when you take it and run with it, though. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. of course that was planned. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just came out with, we're running around <laughs> looking for a broom that doesn't look like it's from 2023. <laughs> like, trying to, you know, figure this out. And, um, you know, then, like, the, the, the what's the thing called dust that you pan. put it? The dustpan wasn't 
catching the stuff. So I just literally was like, I'll just put it over here in the corner. No one will notice. And yeah, you just, you got to do what you got. We couldn't just yeah. do the rest of the show with glass on the stage. Yeah. We're, we're, no, we were about to be dangerous. crawling on stage during the nightmare <laughs> oh, scene. Gosh, yes. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah. We all would have had like bloody Literal hands. <laughs> Real nightmare yeah, there. But that's the thing. If you're well rehearsed and you, yep. you don't let things trip you up and, um, but that was that's a moment I'll never forget. Is that Neither Oklahoma I. I. moment? That was awesome. My mom yeah. talks about that. She talks about it on the podcast. Yeah, and she's like, "That's just one of her favorite moments." The pride you could see from her because oh, she, I, she I was bet. so proud of us. Like, yeah, and it was just it was so it was exhilarating. I yeah. mean, it was like an adrenaline rush mm-hmm. because you're not going to stop. Right, yeah. the show must go on literally. Yeah, so. We were so close to the end. And it was recorded that night, too. So we had to stay in costume after the bows, and we had to rerun the show. Oh or God. not the show. The the, the number oh from the God. top to get it through the end because they were taping it that night. <laughs> yep. So it was just like... Man. Oh, yeah, I forgot we yeah. had to do that. Yep. That's wild. Wow. Oh, that's, that's what you want. You want to know it forwards and backwards. Exactly. Just in case that happens and you pick it up right where you left it and yeah. no one knows. Yep. The yeah. difference. As a director, I would start bawling. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had people get messed up by the, the track saying rehearsal tracks. Yeah. And so I'm like, I couldn't imagine just like, now, no it's track, out, now yeah. you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're missing that rehearsal track. Now. And I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think it would be one thing if it just stopped. But the fact that it went back to the farmer, the yeah. common, which is distinctly different sounding to it, and then getting cut off. It was like, well, we're going to keep going right now. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. That is that. It was. It was wild. Yeah, there's some. I'm trying to think of any ma- that was that was one of the major. My gun getting stuck in my holster. Oh yes, yep. Your gun did get stuck in during your the holster. auction. Scene. <laughs> there's a, there's just again. That's more of an ad lib scene though, like the, like ad lib be prepared for kind of thing. Yeah. Um, without getting because we don't want to go into too many of those, but I, I pretty much ended with. I'll give it to you later. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said, I'll give it to you later. <laughs> the holster had a hole at the bottom, and you know how some guns have a sight at the end of it? Yep. It went too far down, and then the sight part got caught outside of the hole at the bottom. It was not coming out. Oh, it was no. not coming out. And it was on my belt, so if I took that off, well, the sh- <laughs> got the show at that point. The second show. Oh, my god. We've been doing cabaret along with it. I'll give it <laughs> so, to you later. I forgot yeah, you said that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about those moments, right? <laughs> I had a moment with your dad actually during Christmas Carol when uh, I was ghost of Christmas present, and we were visiting the Cratchit household, um, and Bob and whatever Mrs. Cratchit. Mrs. Cratchit. Does she have a name? Mrs. Cratchit. Mrs. Cratchit. <laughs> we're 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 looking on them, and the kids are all supposed to come in. The kids did not come in. <laughs> And sometimes your dad is very good at filling dead space if yep. he's prepared for it. Yeah. When he's not prepared for it, <laughs> he shuts down. When the whole cast just doesn't come on he stage when they're supposed to. So I just start going on talking about how wonderful the children all are. You'll, you'll love all of them. Oh, the littlest one, absolutely adorable. This gives enough time for Joanne Miz to go off stage, get the children who were just... <laughs> gallivanting whatever and come back on stage again it's be prepared for those moments yep. and do what you have to but stay improv stay skills in. are key yes. Yes. stay in character that's the biggest thing stay in the moment and stay in character just come up with something that's accurate to that moment yeah and you can cover it yeah so 
improv. If you if you're if you do not feel like you're good at improv, go to some classes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's and. a really great contact Trey. Yes. yes, I was just thinking of Trey. Yep, yeah. Um, I you just brought it up. I love um, how you played present. Me too. Like, I, I talk about my that favorite fun. Christmas Carol movie, and he's got like kind of an edge to him. Like he's yeah. this big, great presence, and then when it turns, it turns. And and I felt like the way you did that was was amazing. I that's the one I think of uh, the most. Like that's whenever I get to direct it in the future. Hopefully soon. It's been like almost six years since yeah. you've done it. Um, that's I want to capture that because it's such a great ghost and i think you you did that perfectly that's a part i would love to play one day the beginning of it was fun Mm -hmm. i the way i treated it was uh santa meets liberace when when i started coming out with that so like i just you were that's perfect santa meets liberace so i was like touch my robe touch it touch it (laughs) um but yeah then when i have what is it anguish and strife or whatever the yeah, yeah, the yeah. the two children are i i love the uh muppet christmas carol version mm-hmm. my, my husband actually really got me into loving it and it there is such a difference between the vibrancy at the beginning but then as his time is ending his time is ending yeah and so he becomes more and more a shell of what he was yeah. and i tried to do it like that way where when we were getting to the the serious moment i was going to be withdrawn yeah because there has to be that difference oh yeah because he can't just be larger than life you like you said to to start off you can't be larger than life the whole way through because then that falls flat as an impact oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you know so yeah I, i enjoyed doing that you know what's fun about like thinking about all these characters like even just me just saying oh i'd love to play christmas present someday the way that we evolve as actors over time and the characters that we are interested in playing, because I could, even 10 years ago, you know, I would want to be Belle in Mm -hmm. a Christmas. I mean, I was, but I, like, those are the characters I would gravitate to. Like, I couldn't imagine being, like, ugly and decrepit or, like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to play that character. Now I'm, like... Imagine that for you. Ooh. (laughs) This is is our relationship. Yep. Doesn't mean I don't want to punch him 99% of the time. Um, I just wouldn't have, like, I, I just, I don't know. I always wanted to play, you know, like, oh, as yeah. little girls do. Like, you want to play the, the, the princess or yeah. the, yeah, whatever it is. And now I'm like, give character. me the grit. Character. Give me the character. Yeah. Like, when I when I was in Silver Lady, like, getting to play that dual role of, like, you know I love a comedic character. Um, so getting to do both in that show of, like, comedic. And then I had sort of just, like, a... A- average kind of in the middle and then sinister was like yeah this is what i want as i get older like playing and of course i can't play the you know 41 i can't be playing like teenage characters anymore but um you know i, I think it is interesting like how we evolve in what kind of challenges we want and you know what what we want to explore and experiment with i mean i will say like in this show candidly i was like I want to play Madame Trelawney. And when I got mother, you know, I was sort of like, well, here I am playing a mother again. But now, well, that's why I was like, DJ, I've got to be a pirate at some point in the show. (laughs) Like, if I'm going to be the mother, I have to go on the adventure somewhere, even if I die in 30 seconds, which I do. Um, (laughs) But then... But then you you just you take that character and that's why like you just you take it and you do something with it that takes it to another level. And and also I've 
gotten to know Crystal, and I absolutely adore her. Um, she's a really, really good person um, and super fun to, you know, be doing the theater with. But, um, yeah, but even, like, for me wanting to play a character like that is just so would have been so out of out of character for me um and i just i love it it is you get older and you're just like throw caution to the wind i'll take risks i'll put ugly makeup on like i don't care just i just want to be challenged no i agree and even where i'm at now like i don't i don't know like i i do like acting things here and there i'm not an actor actor and i want okay but you are i love you on stage but that's i want those roles like i think Mm -hmm. watching you watching my dad watching my mom come in and everyone's like, Oh my God, that, that person, um, the one who played the maid was fantastic and spiral. I heard that an absurd amount of times, um, with people going out the door and it's like, I want that. Like just go in, say a couple lines and just yeah. p- have people fall in love with you. Like that's yeah. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So like you guys are like inspiring a whole group of people or just me. I don't know yeah. either or, but like, <laughs> I, I think that's the coolest thing ever. You, you're on stage for, it's like Hannibal Lecter in yeah. Silence of the Lambs. He yeah. had like 15 minutes yeah. of screen time. He's the best yeah, part you, of that. Yeah. Win everyone over. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the coolest thing. Well, and I, you know, I know like, you know, DJ, I'm not afraid to tell you. Like when we did Spiral Staircase, I was like, I, I please do not, I do not want to play the nurse. I played it out. It's a great part, but I already did it. Yeah. I want to do something different. I want to be challenged. I want to, you know, and I had so much fun playing Mrs. Oates. Like just, yeah. you know, being... Once I got, again, comfortable and, like, knew my lines and was just taking it kind of over the top, like, it it just becomes so fun. But I think also, like, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to say to you, like, look, if, if I'm not good for any other part and the nurse would be the only one, like, give it to someone else, you know, right. like, give right. someone else the new challenge. It's, you know, and... Um, I think having those those open conversations, too, about, like... So important. Yeah. yeah. And at, at auditions being like, hey, like, I remember at, I think, spiral auditions, I said, hey, can I can I read one more time? I yeah. want to read for, I think, was it Mrs. O? I can't remember which character I'd already read for. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'd read for Oates. I read you for... You for, didn't even read for Oates. I did, eventually, because I asked DJ to keep me and let me read it. I read for, yeah, for Taylor's part. What yeah, the heck? Why can I not name. remember I her name? Um, Miss, what the heck was their last name? Hawthorne? No, that's not right. Shows how much the show stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. But yeah, I read for that. And then I was like, DJ, I know you said I didn't, like, I didn't have to stay. I could go, but can I stay and read for this part? And like, you know, sometimes you just got to have some cojones and just. Yeah. You're really good at at, uh, being transparent. I hope so. I think you need it. No, and I appreciate that. But then some people work are in an obnoxious way. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, can I stay and read for this? I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it, and then and then get up there and do nothing. And yeah, like, okay, yeah. Five minutes of my life. Sometimes though, <laughs> they need those moments to. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they have self realization. I hope so. And yeah. sometimes they don't, and that's fine. But you hope sometimes they get up there and they realize what mm-hmm. they did and. Hopefully, don't have someone sitting out there like a best friend and be like, "Oh no, it was great." But can be critical. Doesn't have to be mean. Just be critical enough to say you did fine with it, but it was not the vibe that you right. want to see yeah. with that. And it, it's sometimes better as well to have someone else read immediately thereafter who crushes it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that they realize, oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that just 
makes it a little bit easier to, right. to swallow. Yeah. And I think, but that's part of the growth as well. You know, you you got to know you're not going to be better for everything. Right. Yeah. I am six foot four and a giant. <laughs> you are? <laughs> and a giant amongst men. I'm not going to think I'm some young, naive boy for a role. I'm not going to be like the youngster, 22 yeah. year old shy. I mean, I could play shy, but like th- that kind of physical look to it. I'm, I realize what I can and can do. Mm-hmm. Right. Musicals can be a little bit different feeling because you're like, Oh, I could sing the ever loving poop out of that. Doesn't mean you're going to be right for it. Cause yeah. you don't look it. Right. You don't, look well <laughs> against the person you're going to be against, for yeah. example. Yep. It's, it's not just you either. Yeah. It's a picture that mm-hmm. a director has and you're only one piece of it. And if you don't fit with the other pieces, you could be a fantastic actor. Doesn't mean that you're right for that production. Yeah. You could mm-hmm. be right for the part, just not in this production. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the best, most evolved actors can look at someone after the fact, they can watch someone in the role that maybe they wanted and be like, okay, I see it now. Yeah, like, right. I see why. Yeah. There's been a couple times where I, that you know I haven't felt that way. What? 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 <laughs> a couple what? interesting casting what? choices I, in I life. What? <laughs> but um, not at, not at the Starry Night about. Theater Company. Um, That's absurd. <laughs> but you you can look it's and you can go like, right <laughs> oh, Okay. I got it. Like, I told this person nailed it. I wasn't right for it. Whatever it is, you know. But, and I also think, like, with time, I'm self-aware enough to know when I want to push for something and when it's not right, you know. And it is what it is. And you also can say, no, thank you. (laughs) I know you want to read for that, but no, thank you. Not at this time, you know. Right. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, the audition process is is something wild, but I do appreciate transparency and just how it is. And people have to know their limits. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge thing. Like that could be a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, like, we come need, back to that sentiment all yeah. the time. Yeah, you need to know your limits, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just I just started. Am I getting the main character in this? Right. Like, no, you just started. This is yeah. your first acting thing ever. And yeah. limits don't just apply to ability. Limits apply to do you have the memorization skills? Yeah. yeah. Do you have the comfort to do something a little bit cu- a little bit edgier within the production that that goes on? Do you have the commitment to making it the best that you can outside of just being the role? Right. And and so commitment or uh, you know being right for it doesn't mean right for it from an actor perspective. Mm-hmm. Only. It's right. it's the whole package that's in, involved with it. Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, okay, Catherine, we asked you this question last time. We'll start with you because we asked you last time, then we'll go to Dan. Um, we ask every podcast guest, mm-hmm. what's your favorite show you've been in here and what's your favorite show you've seen here? You answered last time, but I don't know if it's changed. I did. I will say who, I mean, uh, Christmas Rose got me. Yeah. Ooh. It really did. I sobbed like a baby (laughs) in a good way. Like it was so, it was so freaking lovely. And like it, there was something that just struck me to my core when I was watching that show. 
And again, I mentioned I've had some loss and some things like that this year. So I think that that was part of it. Um, but I saw you guys after the show. I couldn't, I literally could not stop crying. <laughs> and I was like laughing, of course, while I was crying, but um, really, really beautiful. And I can't wait to see, see, you know, every show evolves. Yeah. And just like, you know, all through the night. And I, I can't wait to see how Christmas Rose evolves. And I can't wait to hopefully get to be a part of it at some point in the future. Um, really, really, really lovely. So um, while I don't know if that's like my number one favorite that I've seen, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. So, yeah, it my thoughts kind of have changed since last time. Um Maybe recency bias is playing a part of that, but right. it also – I can't tell you the last time I was, like, that moved during a production. Um, so that was great. And and to be in, I I still think Deep Under the Dark is going to be my yep. – yeah. My top. I know we talk about it all the time. I loved the. I loved. I love the episodes where you guys do like the tops or whatever. Yes. I love the top sets that you guys did. Me that too. was super fun to listen to you and your mom, um, because you know I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I was in that one. Oh, I was. You know, it's fun to think of that. And yeah, Deep End. Just, I loved being in that show. It just. It really did challenge me in a new way. And you you guys were talking about some of, like, the imagery and stuff on the set. And there's this one scene where I remember um, – I think it was your your dad's idea. But I, I'm sitting on – and I just watched it again for the first time in God only knows how many years. But I'm sitting on the picnic bench and – I'm. I have like a blanket, like a white blanket around me, and I'm holding a like a cup of tea. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like very still. And your dad comes like back onto set during that part, but he surrounded me with lanterns, like all around the back of me, so that I had this like white cloak on, almost yeah. this blanket, and all of this light around me. And the rest of the scene is dark and spooky, and it just had such a Again, details, like sometimes those little things where it was – I think it started because it was too dark and like you couldn't see right. me. But then it turned into this picture, this like tableau that was yeah. just so cool to see. And I forgot about it until we watched that – until I watched it again a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was so cool how that was staged. And oh, yeah. I was just sitting there. I, I did a whole you know, scene basically just sitting there almost perfectly still. But it was so cool. Uh, he's great at creating those little moments. Yes. And, and at a point, it's like, it doesn't even matter what you're saying right now. Yeah. Like, the way that this is set up is beautiful. And I'm trying to emulate that. But it's tough with a show like this because it's like, it's not touchy. There's feeling. a lot of moving. It's not yeah. Crazy emotional. It's just pirates. Yeah. I mean, think of the set. It's, it's on the sea. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. The show is turbulent as the sea. Right. It could be calm waters and it could be choppy waters yeah. at a, a moment's notice. So I think that just shows the fluidity of the show. You can't really – it doesn't allow many moments to dwell upon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You right. know, it, even the big moments, they happen, okay, we have to move on. Yeah. Right. Because, right. It, because that is what the show demands. Yeah. It, it demands the movement on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's a good it. point. Yeah. I love that. And I said about Christmas Rose, um, I was talking to my dad about this. I'm like, this season was kind of experimental. Yeah. Everything in it. And we, we did Spiral before. We've done Treasure before. But I – it's different stuff for me as a, mm-hmm. as a director. 
and um, Spiral I couldn't really connect with. Um, I think the final product was good, but it was tough to get into. Uh, Treasure, I got really excited about it, and then we've had people missing. We've had all that. So it's been a struggle. I'm like, Christmas Rose is like the big, it's going to be the huge takeaway from this mm-hmm. season because of the reaction that, mm-hmm. that everybody gave to it because of what it's going to mean moving forward. So I'm like, that's, I'm, I couldn't be happier for, for my dad. Like when he was on yeah. the pod talking about it, like I'm just, I'm so happy that, that that was the reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. And him and Joanne, I mean, what a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. I love watching Joanne and anything she does. And I know her time is precious these days, you know, so like she doesn't always, she can't always get out to do the shows. Yeah. So when she does, mm. I just want to bottle bottle it up, bottle her up. Like, what is that? And I got to see her at crew yesterday, and that was that was so fun. We were dancing and singing, and you know. But she's when you see like there is something to be said about some of our are just like classic staple actors oh, yeah. that have been around for a while, you know. Absolutely. And they're they're those people, you know. They have a presence about them that's so. Like calming yet energizing yet I don't know I can't I can't even get to it completely but it's and and I've grown up watching the two of them yeah. I mean the first show I ever did was Oliver with Joanne playing Nancy is the you know leading female role and she I was so in awe of her yeah so in awe of her her she just and she's so kind and yeah. she's just got such a big heart and. Um, so I think it's always fun for me to see the people I've grown up watching get back up there and like yeah. crush it. So that was cool. Shout out Joanne Miss. Shout yeah. out Joanne. We love you. Mm-hmm. They got a, applause uh, opening night, I think it was maybe, uh, after their first scene in the second act. And like I could have just like flew in that <laughs> moment. Cause, yeah. like, Is that the scene? Like their Yes, yeah. their really, scene. Mm. And after so after they finished talking, just in the middle of a of a scene, yeah. the audience just started going crazy for them. And I'm like, that is yeah. the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. And I'm like, you just they both deserve that. Yeah, a million percent. That was the, the coolest yeah. thing ever. They were and, so and good. And you love those moments. Yeah. They were so good. And I love when Taylor's back on stage. I, I mean, love she's, Taylor. She's clutch. Coming in clutch, Taylor. Shout <laughs> out. Um Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's so fun to to watch too so yeah it was great great how about you favorite show you've been in favorite show you've seen here i'd have to say favorite show i've been in was sound music just the the og the one that started it all off um like kat talked about like the family we developed from it was just something real um it, it was and it was a lot of fun getting introduced to the the company and everything like that um we had a lot of fun. Who's? I was like, one of the Torres <laughs> brothers is singing at a very we have, high pitch. We have some That's Torres. Yeah, I'm, it's got to be Ben. Happening. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Daniel, uh, did we, we decide had, that we adopted him or? Oh, because he, cause he did, not look, did not look like the rest any of the other family. children. I think we decided we adopted him. Yeah, I think he was um, an adopted child. So, of the, but yeah, yeah, that so just the whole. Although we never connection. see what the captain's wife looked well, like. Well, that's so. true. Or wives. Yeah, you know, we don't know. We don't Seven know. kids. That's exactly. a lot of kids. We had we had some mm-hmm. you know options. Yeah. Um, and then going back to that same time of 
the company. I loved Mousetrap. I yeah. loved mm, seeing Mousetrap. That was a good one. That that's just in sh- in general a show that I absolutely adore. And the way that you guys did it was just so fun, so mysterious. It had that whole Agatha Crispy, Chris, Crispy. It was very Agatha Crispy. Uh, it had that whole Agatha Christie vibe down to a T, and I yeah. loved that set. Yes, like that you're set a big, you're a, you're an Agatha Christie fan, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. that that set was awesome, and the the cast that was in it as well. Your dad is Paravincini was. Ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. So that that still stands up there as like the one of the most enjoyable ones. The other one, I this is old age right here. I can't remember the name of it. What's the one where I think it was Don was in a box? Oh, noodles, noodles. noodles. Yeah. That was because that had the comedy, but also the the emotions. Yes, and, I mean that, I and that noodles. was a fun set as well. And but like the cast that you guys had for that one, oh. Such a good show, such a, so those two really stand out. I love those two. Yeah. Those are good picks. Yeah. No one can do. How do I phrase this? No one can do like sounds like your dad. Like mm-hmm. even when he does like in this show, he goes like yeah. he does this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he nah. does, and when he pray, plays Scrooge, so he has ridiculous. those little. Oh, yeah. Sound like yeah. those. I don't there, know what there it will is. Never be another no, no, no. He's, and I think that's good. Yeah, I think he he has. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. But yeah, he yeah. Do, he'll just make a weird yep. sound or movement or whatever, and it's just yep. a trip. He does this thing that I feel like it's more recent. Um, like either, <laughs> either like somebody will will make a face at him, or like they'll forget a line or something. What does that mean? And I'm, when I'm on stage and he does it, I just start laughing. <laughs> Stop. You can't do that, that feels a little scroogey. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. he brought it. He, it was in something else. I can't remember what it was. And I just, oh I'm, I'm on stage with him for something. He's like, where did that come from? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Now I'm going to have to watch for it. Does he do it when he forgets a line too? He has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, it got to a point where like he kept doing it, and every time I'm I'm in stitches, like, what, what does this mean? Where did this come from? <laughs> and I warned Callum and, and Natalie about it because I did the scene with him, and here oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course he did it there because he's like calling out to people out there, and then he turned to like transition, and he, he did it when he was transitioning. <laughs> I don't know how you guys cannot just die. Is it, it's like it's become like his filler word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, bu- 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 bu. <laughs> like a car trying to. Yeah, he's rubbing his engine to get going. He's the best. Yeah. I really love him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Anything else we got to cover? Let me check my list. Yeah, uh, I did literally I did write. I literally list. wrote down some a couple things, but I think we. Yeah, I think we covered them. Sound of music, how we met. The oh, it's that's just <laughs> here in my heart. <laughs> no, Awkward. I just yeah. Super, um, you don't have a list at all. So no. I did not know I had to have a list. I you did tell telepathically me. sent you the memo. <laughs> We're crossing counties, so telepathy. It doesn't work. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind next time. It's got it. We got to work on the strength of that. Um, 
No, this has just been super fun. I I said from the second we got cast, I told DJ, I'm like, we got to do, we got to do an episode together. Yeah, I know. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. We've we've made a lot of memories together, me and this one over here. And, you know, life gets in the way. And as we get older and I have 17 kids and, you know, but (laughs) 17 now. Yeah. It's at latest count. At latest count. Um, Well, I have theater kids. I have... Kid kids. Kid kids, step kids, bio kids, four legged kids. Four kids. Yeah. Well, so you're adding Autumn happens. to that now. Yeah, yeah Autumn's yeah. a, a kid. Yeah, kid. so it is kid, what it is. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I, again, like being grateful for theater. I would have never met right. Zerpa without theater. Right. And, you know, what a. What a travesty that would have been. How dull you know? your life would have been. How dull. <laughs> how dull. My life would have been. Who knows been. what would or would not have happened after meeting me? Yeah. Sliding doors. You know? One moment. You're... The, I may have never met... I may have not met Steve. That's actually... Yeah. Or or the time your eye decided to do other things that your other eye I did. The pictures oh, the that pictures. somehow we've captured of usually me just doing ugly uh-huh. things is... It's, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're out there too. Yeah, they're out yeah. there, and usually Zerpa will share them with me whenever on an annual around, basis. Whenever they come around on time half, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's time. We were in Florida one time at a <laughs> yeah. friend's wedding, and my, somehow my hair got stuck in the like the, like blind pull thing. Yeah, the blind okay. pull. Yeah, yeah. How how does that happen? I didn't know she was next to the window when it happened. <laughs> I, I don't think so I either. Don't think she was, and literally, like he has he every year he sends me the picture of me with literally like a like bunch of hair just stuck in Wrapped it, and I'm it. of course cracking up, trying to be like, someone get me out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm in here. I did not move to, to get her out. I moved to get my phone. Oh yeah, to take a picture. Of I once got my hair stuck. <laughs> I forgot about it. I once got my hair stuck in the um, the theft tag on a coat at oh Old Navy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was with Jordan. We were shopping. My little sister. We were shopping on uh, Black Friday or whatever when you used to do like the midnight shopping. And I don't know, like, if I was trying to get it. I don't know what happened, but I literally had to go up to the to the register <laughs> and have her undo the theft tag oh so God. that my hair would come out. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard at this woman, which actually she was she was probably more like a teenager. She was just she did not find it amusing at all. And I'm like, oh, that's how many it. times has this happened in yeah. your life? Probably never. Like this is this is good. Yeah, but if it was Black Friday, she I know no it wasn't that crazy in there, but it was probably two in the morning. <laughs> But yeah, can you unhook? Can you unhook the tag? So I don't know what the story is, but my hair just finds yeah. finds things. Yeah. I hope that she's on a different podcast right now talking about this crazy <laughs> woman. <laughs> her hair caught. God, it was Black Friday. Yeah, the crazy Black just, Friday shoppers. I'm just minding my own business. This woman <laughs> laughing hysterically. So stupid. Hour eleven of my shift. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you still find it just as funny. Oh, I forgot Why are about you it. Loud out. <laughs> I, don't know. I really don't know. Without adult supervision. Oh, I do have one thing to add, and then I promise I'll stop talking. <laughs> I got. I was so proud of my. for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I really hate you. Um, I was so proud yesterday. This is just a shout out to anyone who does not come to crew. Now, I've mentioned on the pod before that I am not really a set building person, right? I need very, very clear instructions. (laughs) Yesterday, I was like, okay, DJ, what's next on the list? Give me instructions. I usually like if I can go. And again, Saturdays are hard. We have soccer in the morning and, we, you know, I've got stuff going on with the kids, but I try to get there when I can. So I was there yesterday and I did, helped with props and that's the kind of stuff I, I'm better at. But then I was like, all right, I got a little time. We have a lot to do on the set. And I ended up telling DJ I would build, I need like a little shelf under the bar. Wait till you see it. You're going to be so proud. <laughs> I need a little shelf under the bar to put all of my bottles and stuff. And I was like, I could do that. DJ, of course, was like, do you know how to use a drill? (laughs) And I was like, yes, I've been drilling since I was probably 12 at the theater. um, And I have my own pink drill set at home. But the, the pride that I had that I went home and told Steve how just like how much joy it brought me to be able to contribute even the littlest bit to the set. And so that no one else had to do it, VJ did have to help me. <laughs> but he even said it was a two-person job. Um, but he was, he was just trying to make you feel. <laughs> I know, I love, I love it. He was like had his coat on, and was ready to go, and I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> um, you needed extra hands to like oh, hold yeah. it yeah, together yeah. while you drilled it, whatever. So, but <laughs> Zerpa, you did. So, but for people that that are like nervous to show up to crew or like they don't know if it's their thing or whatever. Like even the littlest thing when you're up there on stage and you're looking around and you're like, like every time I use that little shelf now, I'm going to be like, I did that. You know, like (laughs) there's just something like anything you can do to contribute. I know I can't come every week, but you know, hopefully if you can get there once in a while, like the, you know, more hands make, you know, make all the difference and, uh, it's really exciting. That is 100% uh, <clears throat> a pet peeve of mine, but also a rallying cry that I tend to put out as well, is that the the last part. So many people, when they're in a show, they come in for rehearsals, then they're gone for the weekend, then they come back, and there's progress. They come back, they progress, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to production week, and the show is set, and the stage is set. If you contribute anything to it, you can proudly say, I helped make that. And a show, sure, we could put on a production with just chairs and tables and people and nothing behind it. But do you want to paint a picture with just your words? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to have something to help along with it? If you can paint, if you can carry, if you can hold. You were talking about, again, probably could have been done by one person, but... (laughs) Regardless, it could have been like you could have been holding a piece of wood f- for then VJ to be screening it right, or what have you. Right. That is a valid function that Definitely. someone can do. Yeah. You know, you could be working on something like, could you please go find me a 18 inch long two by four? You just go grab that. That is helping. Yeah. There, there's the saying many hands make light work. It is applicable, especially the early goings of a a set build. But up till the very end, I mean, I know that there's still planking that has to be put up and everything like that. There are things at all times that 
all people can do. You can or cleaning, come pick clean. Pick up, yes, the pick theater, up everything like, to get the stage ready mm-hmm. for you know for Tuesday. If you're or if the green room, at, we're yeah. cleaning the green room because so that's where everyone has to hang out. Something. Yeah, there's, there's always always something. Always some. Even if you can get there, one, I try to at least go one time during a show. I'm yeah. in, and you know, it's, and it's, but, it's true. Like Saturdays can be busy for a lot of people, yeah. and if you can do it, but also if you have time to commit. At other times, and there's someone who's going to be around. Talk to, you know, talk to your director. See if there's going to be someone there on Friday, you know, for yep. example, or something like that. On a day that you don't have rehearsal, but you have availability, maybe they'll be there as well, and you could do something to help. Yeah, there's always going to be something yeah. to do. Yeah, and also reach out if you'd like to be on the uh, Ghostlight Meat Raffle Committee. I'm now taking ex- uh, <laughs> applications. This escalated. This escalated. <laughs> That's me committing to it here. On the it is podcast. now recorded. It's now recorded for all eternity. <laughs> I'm hyped for that. It's going to be fun. Lot, we're going to bring in. We're going to bring in all the money. We're going to get those raised seats. Yes, we're going to do it. Here's the thing. Any raffle in general. Do you know there are Facebook groups out yeah. there that are specifically for just West New York basket raffles? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. You will get people. I can guarantee you, if you have space for 300 people at the raffle hall, maybe half will be from your group. Oh, my God. If, yeah. If, oh, if, yeah. if not less than half, because the other half will be made up of people who love yeah. going to raffles. Well, I said I want to sell them during the show. Love I want to sell the tickets during the show. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, even if we could start during Lottie, like... Yeah, that'd be awesome. But the thing with meat raffles is if you're not going to come to the event, don't buy a ticket. No. Donate if you still want to donate. But the goal is people need to be there to spend money at the raffle. So it's not just an entry fee. There's money spent on the raffling itself. Yeah, and that's the big piece. So if you're like, oh, I can't come, but I want to contribute, great. Bring your singles. Yeah, but (laughs) yes. Yeah, so... Good times. I'm excited for it. We're going to have fun. We're trying to have a basket raffle uh, in April, too. We're just trying to figure out dates. Awesome. Um, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And we can do a basket raffle as part of the meat raffle, too, yeah. to bring Love in that. more. Yeah, I've yeah. been to meat raffles where they have, like, ten tables set up in the corner mm-hmm. for the basket raffle part yep. as well. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go crazy. but no. No. The last one you guys had was a few years ago, right? The last basket, basket raffle? raffle? Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. I don't even remember. Before COVID, right? I oh, yeah. Like yeah, I think so. Yeah. Way yeah. before. Because we had, like, remember. all the chairs moved out of the theater space and had all the tables. Was like, the last the one we did stacked. at the theater no, or there, at night? There was one oh, at night. Yeah, okay. we did a couple I'm telling you, the nights is a great space for It me. really is. It is. Yeah. It's a great space for it. I remember Steve and I won, like, a, like a huge basket of uh, cereal. <laughs> we were so excited. It had all these different cereals in it. <laughs> yes. uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do a cereal basket. Hey, cereal's expensive. It is. But if you can get it when it's like buy three, get two or whatever. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So that's that's also my commitment to the basket raffle. I will make a cereal basket. (laughs) (laughs) Put in your request now. (laughs) Captain Crow. Is it going to be a cereal killer basket? (gasps) Oh, maybe. (laughs) I am really into true crime. Let's see. Okay, good times. That's it. Thanks. That's all we got, yeah. I think. All right. Nothing else? No, thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. This episode is sponsored by JDS Electrical Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716 523 2711 for all your electrical needs. All right. Thanks for thank listening. Thank you.